0: If someone gave you the chance to make all your dreams come true, wouldn't you do it? And if you failed, wouldn't you be happy you at least got the chance to try? I need to take this chance, and I'm so glad you're here with me. Welcome to Casey's Corner. We are doing this. (laughs) We are doing this and we're doing it live. As you can see, I am putting together my stand. We're doing it. All right, welcome. This is the first episode of Casey's Corner here on Lens Upon a Pots. For those of you who have uh, been watching and following along on my stories, you know that this has always been a really important dream of mine um, because I started hosting a talk show for Radio Disney when I was a kid. I was only 10 years old, and I was hosting Casey's Corner on Radio Disney. Um, I was living in Massachusetts. So whenever different celebrities would come into Boston or New England area, I would interview them. So that is where I just, I knew this is what I was meant to do. Um, I love telling stories. I love sharing my experiences. That's why I've fallen in love with Instagram and this community because it gives me a place to share my experiences and share stories, not just my story, but stories of others. So speaking of stories, before we get started with our first guest, uh, I have to share a story about my sweater. <laughs> so this is a really uh, kind of like manifesty <laughs> story, so bear with me. Um, this sweater is a sweater that I have actually never worn until today. I might get emotional during this story, so bear with me on that too, okay? Um, I've never worn this sweater until today. This sweater was purchased by my mom and I on a trip to Chicago, Um, maybe 2000, ooh, mom, mom, are you watching yet? Maybe like 2008, 2007, 2008, it was purchased in Chicago at Harpo Studios. Does anyone know what Harpo Studios are? Is or was? (laughs) So Harpo Studios is where Oprah shot her show. And my mom and I went there um, and she wasn't shoot, you know, there was no shows or anything, but they have, of course, have a gift shop. Why wouldn't they have a gift shop? It's Oprah. So we went into the Oprah gift shop and they had this section called Oprah's Closet. And what Oprah's Closet was, it was actually clothes that she had worn on the show that were for sale um, for charity. So they were, you know, like designer items or just nice items that were there. And if you purchased it, they went up for charity or the the money went directly to charity. So there, hanging is this gorgeous, I mean, I, I really have never worn this, like come on, but it's a uh, cashmere Chanel sweater, off-white gold buttons, can you see? like? super beautiful, and I was hanging there, and I was like, mom, are you kidding me? A Chanel sweater worn by Oprah, what? And she looked at me, and she said, you can get this, you can get this sweater if you frame it and not wear it until the first episode of your own talk show. So here it is, first episode of my own talk show. It's this is my talk show. It doesn't have to be in a studio, it doesn't have to be on a network television, you know, or a TV network. It's here. I'm wearing the Oprah sweater. (laughs) So this is manifesting that hopefully one day Oprah will be a guest on my own talk show, and once again I'll wear the Oprah sweater. I'll tell her the story. And I'm just, you know, this has always been in the back of my head that I would wear. This Oprah sweater for the first episode of my own talk show. And here we are. I'm wearing it. <laughs> so I can see you guys all hopping on. Hey Sid, hey Kristen. Kristen's gonna be my guest in just a minute. Hi Dad. <laughs> oh Shelby, thank you. Yeah, now I'm crying too, but it's all exciting. I'm just grateful that I have a platform to do this. You guys you're the ones who are letting who you know you're letting me fulfill my dream on here. So Thank you for that. So without further ado, we should get to our guest, right? Okay, so our first guest is... I have enjoyed following her for the past, I don't know, year or so. I kind of found her during the pandemic, (laughs) as we all have, right? We've all kind of been following each other and finding each other. Um, And she not only is a fellow Disney fan, not only is a fellow low-carb keto kind of lifestyle, uh, how we, what would we say? Lifestyler? I don't know. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Content creator. There we go. That's what I wanted to say. Um, keto lifestyle and we are both actually obsessed with our, Chris and I, I don't know if you have yours, our ketones. Anita. Zip. <laughs> um But she just, oh, her feed is just so positive. She does all these amazing things. I love her stories. They're fantastic. And she wrote an amazing cookbook. So without further ado, please welcome Kristen of Kristen's Kitchen. I'm gonna go ahead and to our live. Let's see. Can we do it? Can we do it? Let's try to do it. Hi. Are you there?
1: Hi. We can go with Lifestyler. (laughs) Lifestyler, like of all life. I love it. styler of all the lives. With, like, a mix of Disney and food and fun and, oh, my goodness. I'm so know, honored to be on your show. Oh, I'm so
0: excited for you to be here. I'm excited to, like, have this opportunity and this place and this platform. Um, You know what's funny? And I, I kind of see it now. I had someone, when I was sharing about you in my story, someone messaged me like, you guys look related. We kind of... <laughs> I get yeah, it,
1: I can see right? That. I'm. I'm so okay with that. I love I it. I know. Well, you're you're Greek, right? I'm Greek. With we did the whole ancestry thing, and I'm also Italian, which we didn't know about till recently. That's cool. So yeah, and, and a mix of a whole bunch of other things. But Very cool. Greek. People people always assume that I'm
0: Greek or Italian, and I am neither. I'm Portuguese. I, I could see. I could see why. I mean, I I get it. Yeah. But listen, I, I know you're a busy girl. You are all over the place. You're like in the middle of a move. You're construction craziness going on over there. So,
1: all the things and all I, the things. I do have my protons. Oh, good girl. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> all right. Well, Kristen, I'm going to get us
0: rolling. Um I want you to actually take the floor for a minute and just tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, so my name's Kristen of Kristen's Kitchen. Hi. Nice to meet you. Um <laughs> And I really started Kristen's Kitchen with the mission to share uh, allergy-friendly recipes and um, alternatives to everyday foods that people could no longer eat due to food allergies and intolerances. Mm. So over 10 years ago, I was diagnosed with PCOS, which is a hormone condition that a lot of women have and don't know that they have. Um, It can affect affect a wide range of issues from weight to uh, skin issues to um, even... um, uh, what's the word? Like, why am I drawing a blank? Having a baby or not? Oh, fertility. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) Wow. Uh, fertility. Thanks. Words, Kristen. Um, so it can have a whole bunch of different uh, effects on your body. Um, a lot of times, uh, medicine is used, uh, to treat it. Uh, for me, what worked was food. So I eliminated wheat, dairy, corn, soy, sugar, uh, a couple things like that. Uh, I lost 60 pounds in a matter of two months. I didn't work out at all. This is before paleo and keto had a name. Um, and I don't say all that as a, Oh, this is a weight loss diet. I was just eating the wrong foods for my body. Mm -hmm. Um, and what I would say, which kind of gets me emotional sometimes is then back then when I was diagnosed with this, I was doing all of this for me. I was doing all this research for me. What can I eat? How can I eat it? Uh, God had a plan of like, you're doing this for you now, but actually you're doing this for other people down the road. Cause this is before I started Kristen's kitchen. And then I started this and, and found a whole community of people going through the same thing that I was, but I felt so alone. So that's really my journey mixed in with loving Disney.
0: (laughs) That that gave me chills. Just talking about that. Um, let me ask you, so, you know, obviously passion for food, but also it was nourishing, your body, but also your soul. Cause you were able to share it. What was one of the first recipes that you remember sharing?
1: The fr- I know the first, well, probably, okay. The first recipe they shared on Kristen's kitchen was mm-hmm. my chocolate avocado pudding. Ooh. So it's avocado whipped up, mixed with cocoa powder, sweetener of choice. You could use a keto friendly or maple sh- maple syrup. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like chocolate mousse. And that was the first recipe I shared on Kristen's kitchen. For the first recipe for me that I started making, I wouldn't know it was so long ago, but I can tell you, I started Kristen's Kitchen five years after all that because of friends saying, hey, what's the recipe for that? And I'm like, I don't know. I just <laughs> kind of put some stuff in a bowl and here we are. So um, it manifested into something much bigger than I could have dreamed of. Uh talking about like
0: throwing stuff into a bowl and seeing what happens. Tell me one of your biggest recipe flops.
1: Ooh, flops. Oh, there's so many. Because that's how, that's how you learn, right? Right. right. The mess-ups. Um, I had a mess-up. I had a flop the other day. I made, I love rosemary, and I love it in sweet things. I love mm-hmm. herbs mixed with sweet things. So I made uh, some rosemary rosemary shortbread cookies, which tasted phenomenal. Okay. But the texture was off, and I mm-hmm. threw them away. Um, I, try, I did, We just, not have he ate some, but it was, like, not what I was hoping for. But I will say this, for me, with flops... I don't ever see them that way, and maybe that's hard to answer because I can always turn it into something else or figure out what to do next time. And yeah. a perfect example of that in my cookbook are my Oreo truffles. I was making brownies. Didn't work out. <laughs> it was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm just going to roll these into, like, cake pot balls yeah. and, you know, save them and we can eat them. Uh, it turned into tasting like Oreos, and now they're, like, a staple. So I think it's all about t- switching the mindset of it's not a flop. It's that's how we can turn it into a good, you know, good thing or learn from it for next time. This is such a bigger lesson too, right? It's all about your
0: wording, how you perceive things. It doesn't have to be something, looking at something like a flop. It's just an opportunity to grow, an, opportun- an opportunity to change. And that's, you do that so many times in your posts and everything, I love that. Um, but let me ask you, did, have
1: you, are you culinary, cu- culinarily trained? At all? No, I am not. I actually went to school for elementary education. So um, I have a degree in teaching little ones like your sweet baby. Um, I taught second grade. I actually, I love her so much. I I just love her spunk. She's so fun. (laughs) Um, And my students, actually, my last class, they're all 18 and graduated high school now. So, oh my goodness. My babies are grown up. Yeah. So So I went to school for elementary education and I think it turned into, you know, I'm like, God, why did I go through all this? And Maybe it's to teach my homeschool my own kids someday or to be able to if I have to or translating that into teaching others the thing about cooking. So yeah. Amazing.
0: Turning so it kind. around.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So can you tell me, I know like your book, did you self-publish your cookbook? I did. I did everything from layout, design, photos, all with my iPhone, everything. Yes, self-everything.
0: What was that moment where you were like, yep, this is it. This is what I need to do.
1: Let's push through and do it. Um, So when I initially, before I started Kristen's Kitchen, I had people saying you should write a book, you should write a cookbook, and I'm like, why am I going to write a cookbook for what five people and my mom to buy this? I didn't know nobody even knows who I am. This is crazy. Yeah. And so it didn't come till five years later, since I started in 2015 or six years. Um, but I actually wrote an ebook two summers ago, and it had some of the recipes that are in this cookbook, and. 2020, man. I think it all hit us differently. We all got, uh, we we got a, a wind at some point or a second wind. It's I'm gonna do this, you know. <laughs> and for me, that was Q4, quarter four last year. I was like, you know what? I want to do this. I want this to come out, and I want to be able to announce it on my birthday or around my birthday. I want this to. Um, I, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna do it. I have the time, and uh, I did. The only thing I. what I didn't do because I'm a Type A OCD. Um, I wanted it in people's hands before Christmas, and I wasn't able to do that because of uh, things out of my control, like shipping and right. stuff like that. But um, you know, if that's the worst thing, then I'm going with it. <laughs> totally. And I mean, it is in people's hands now. I love this.
0: It's so great. And I mean, the pictures are beautiful. Like you shot all these pictures. Like
1: it's with it's an incredible. iPhone. <laughs> what? With my iPhone. With your? These are all iPhone photos. <laughs> yeah. Girl, <laughs> I was fooled, yes, <laughs> and i'm happy to share that information i'm a firm believer no, that, and in that's, that, that's so inspiring
0: people. to people too to feel
1: that it's more accessible to them mm-hmm. yeah I, I, I since I started blogging i've 've worked i've 've reached out to bloggers, especially when I was new, and um some helped me and some didn't and i'm a firm believer, my mom always taught this to me too you should give people other, give people information. If it's something that will help them or if they have a question, why would you withhold? I why like would that. you not give somebody information that could make their life easier or better or help them find an easier way? And so, yeah, I, I have no problem saying that I, I self-taught, I use my iPhone, I, you know, mess up sometimes and it's okay, um, but you can do it too. So I'm happy to share like any, I don't, I don't hold, I don't see it as a secret, you know, yeah. I'm glad to share. I love that. And I think that
0: we are all in such a time where we need to just help each other out. And I've had a lot of people who, you know, give, will say like, oh, but how can you monetize that? And I'm like, I don't need to monetize that. I just want to be able to share information with people. Um, I shared something from Angie Lee yesterday because she was talking about sponsored content and how it's tough for, you know, people to perceive content creators who are posting for paid sponsorships. But it's like, you don't understand the amount of work that's going into this. I mean, it's hours and hours of our time, obviously shooting (laughs) photos and, you know, coming up with recipes, testing recipes in your case, Um, in my case, editing, photo editing, and then finding, you know, the right time to do things and hosting shows and things like that. So you know there's definitely a place i think that it's important for everyone to just realize we're not you know we're not instagram models like we right. are just trying to share information to be positive resources and for lack of better term influence the people that are in our community in a right. positive way and there is as i keep saying just as i'm pushing through with casey's corner i'm like there is plenty of room at the table. And if there isn't, we're just building a bigger table. Yes, girl. We can always <laughs> find an
1: extra chair. Yes. Everyone's welcome here. And I like what you said. It's um, when somebody something you said about, um, about monetizing. You know, if that's your only goal, then maybe you're not doing it for the right reason. Mm -hmm. And I think um, when a lot of times when people start vlogging, like I'm going to share this, it's going to go viral. I'm going to make all this money, and it's like, oh honey, if no, 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 Mm -mm. No. try Mm -mm. something else (laughs) for sure. All right, girl, let's talk Disney. Yes. Oh my
0: gosh. (laughs) Okay. So tell me, what is your favorite Disney snack? I want some hidden gems. And then also, what are some overrated snacks? We can talk through it a little bit.
1: Okay. Favorite. So, for me, with food allergies, I can't yeah. eat all the same things that everybody else does. I will mm-hmm. say, um, and I still can't super eat it because of the cane sugar, Animal Kingdom gluten-free vegan churros are amazing. Most people at Animal know. Kingdom. This is a thing. Yes, it's a thing. They. I wish Disneyland had them. Totally. But the gluten-free vegan churros, they are at... Um, right in the entrance of Pandora, there's the, is it Tusker House restaurant? Yeah. Um, know oh, oh, The, the um, bar. The tip, lounge. Tip, the lounge. Tiffin's.
0: Tiffin's. That's it. I was going to say, if anyone's watching, help us out. Yeah, Tiffin's. I know.
1: Come on. Uh, it's the at the bar, and you can go in and order gluten-free vegan churros. Um, I did, okay. I've done a couple gluten-free guides to Disney uh, awesome. and Disney World, and then a Paleo Whole30 guide to Disneyland. Awesome. I was about to do my gluten-free guide part three and then COVID. So I got to work on that. Um, I, will, I will volunteer to help research and develop with you. No problem. Let's go. Let's go. It's like such a fun part of like what yeah. I do. Yeah. Um, I, we, we are definitely creatures of habit. Like we have our faves. Like we walk in and we go left at the hub. If yeah, <laughs> you know, you um, know. And we love Bengal barbecue. No sauce because yeah. of the sugar, but that's like, we'll just eat a whole bunch of it. It's good, um, yeah. A recent gem I did find you can get a baked potato over right by um, the entrance of Toontown. There's the little kiosk by uh, where they do making the magical map. And yes. you can get, so it's totally whole 30 with broccoli, something like that. So there's a lot of little Ooh. things that I've discovered through this gluten free journey. But I would say Bengal barbecue or the gluten free vegan churros are like so good.
0: Those are awesome. Um, there's, I mean, I think that Disneyland. And, of course, all pre-COVID. But they do such a good job, but maybe too good of a job, of hiding little food places. Yes. Like, there's so many places that you would just, go right past. Like, yes. um, whereas uh, Maurice's little cart near, do you remember that? I don't know if it's still there, but where they had, like, the the twisty, like, they looked like churros, but they were, yes. like, pastry. Yes. yes. And, and they, they always like had the Garlic really cool ones. Things. Yes.
1: They were, like, yes super young i've tried those those are so good you know what else i noticed so um and i I think you've been to club 33 have you not yet oh girlfriend okay that's a whole nother so here's want to hear okay really quick story
0: that was my goal was to go to club 33 for my 33rd birthday i turned 33 in 2020 so me too i did
1: you I was, I was actually going to go for my 33rd birthday. We had, a, we were, it was like a thing. And then, so my bestie who was so sweet, she actually bought this huge, like, think of like a big shower curtain size of entrance of like the photo of the entrance of club 33. So when I walked into her house, it was like the next best thing of
0: being That's at club 33. So cool.
1: I cried. I was like, Oh my gosh. Um, so Club 33 is, not to get into all of Club 33 history, but it was remodeled like eight years ago, yep. pre-remodel. And I don't know if they still have it. They have a lobster mac and cheese. Mm. And it's fantastic. Well, at the time, the chef from Club 33 went over to Steakhouse 55. Yes. And you can get the same lobster mac and cheese there. And it's mm. so good. So Yum. little little fact, fun fact for your random Yum, cheese. delicious.
0: <laughs> OK, so tell me, what's the most overrated
1: Disney snack? You know, the pretzels, man. I think they're too dry sometimes. I, I mean, I don't eat gluten anyway, but I've yeah. had them. I just.
0: No, um, I, I'm with you there. Um, I don't know if anywhere in Disneyland's doing it now, but have you, you've been to Disney World? Yes. yes. I'll, you went to Animal Kingdom. OK. Um, the pretzels in Germany in Epcot, though. Yes, I've had those. Those are like, Why are those not park-wide? Oh, so you know what? I'm wondering, because I've been seeing the pictures of the pretzel that's in on the Avengers campus now, mm-hmm. or on the Marvel, and that's I'm this big. I'm wondering if they're similar. We'll see. I hope so. We will find out. I hope um, so. Okay, this is going to be a fun little question. If you could create
1: one food for Disneyland, what would it be? One food. I would love for it to be something that's already a staple there, but made- healthier for those of us who have special dietary restrictions. Mm-hmm. So um, whether it's, you know, the the Dole Whip and not having the cane sugar, I mean, that would if they use something else, I'm not saying they have to be keto or whatever, right. But um, if, if I could, I mean, maybe it's a Monte Cristo, but make it with something that more people can have because they do have a gluten free Monte Cristo and it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, something – or just freaking bring in a gluten-free vegan churro over here. Come on, Disney. Right. Like, hello. They already
0: have the tools.
1: The tools are here. People just bring it across the country. Yes. You know, already know
0: how to do it. They'll make it happen. Let's start a petition. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> vegan chur- gluten-free vegan churros in Disney, please. Uh, all right, Chris, I, I love how positive you are. Every post has some sort of self love spin on it that I really appreciate reading. I know so many of your other followers do too. Um, my followers who are now going to follow you also will. But I want to know.
1: Tell me one thing that you love about yourself. Probably my like goofballness. Like I just I'm pretty I'm pretty easygoing. Obviously I like a plan, and that's what was so stressful about 2020. Yeah. Because my stress relief was Disney. Uh, being pass holders, we could pop over there for the evening and just de-stress. And so, I really had to relearn how to de-stress with when my sole option was taken away. Um, but I can make any situation goofy or fun, and I love welcoming like like welcoming people to the table, no problem. Put me in a room with people I don't know. Yeah, I'm like you're my family. I will hug you, and I can't wait to hug everybody whenever we're allowed. <laughs> Hashtag Greek and Italian. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Totally. That's
0: why. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I I love that. I think that there's so many things that we are all just kind of adapting to in 2020. And finding, it, it was so hard for me to to get that into words about Disney truly being my happy place. Because it sounded so cliche. And it sounded yeah. so juvenile right and it's like okay here I'm a 33 year old and I need to go to Disneyland like no but you know what it is it's you need to be in a place that you feel comfortable especially last year you need to be in a place where you felt safe yeah and unfortunately now the place that you felt safe and happy is no longer a safe place if right were open right and and they're protected, they would, protected. protected. Yeah. yeah yeah I agree with you and it was hard because my husband is a golfer And he could be golfing every weekend because there were no golf restrictions during, you know, twenty twenty. So he was out doing his stress relief and I I realized I was like, that's what it is. I need to be it it doesn't need to be waiting in line and you know, meeting characters or anything like that. It's just the atmosphere. Um, there's something about cast members that just make everything more magical and you feel welcomed. And you feel the community, and I think we all really missed that. We all really missed just having some sort of community to be part of. And as silly as it was, I think that that's why so many people gravitated towards online communities Mm -hmm. and the Disney online community. Um, And you know, finding lifestyles that worked for them and feeling like they weren't so alone. Mm -hmm. And you know, that work. we all kind of got there and now we're still here and we need to find something fun to do
1: with it now, right? Like, yes. let's just keep supporting each other. Totally, and I think to add on to that, also being in California and seeing that Walt Disney World has been open, I think that made it hard too because there were so many times I just wanted to pick up and, and go and yeah. and that's not an option for everybody and it wasn't an option for me either. So seeing that like, at one point, there was a, t- there was a time during quarantine that all the other Disney parks in the entire world were open except except ours. And I felt like a little kid like, everybody gets a cookie but me, you know, kind of thing. But totally. yeah, like you said, when you it felt juvenile to be like, this is what I need. And, and you know, everybody has their own version of stress relief, whether it's a show yeah. or, you know, certain I'm not gonna get into it, but just different things that they turn yeah. to yeah. and when yours is ripped away and everybody else gets theirs, it can feel very unfair. And so for me it was like, okay, Like, for me, being religious, I'm like, okay, God, like, I need to figure out where else I could put my stress relief in or my faith in or whatever. I need to find some other relief because this may not always be here. What if I up up and had to move somewhere? You know, I'm not going to have that access. So I definitely went through a lot of, like, lessons in that and realizing, A, I can make the space for it's okay to... Be 33 and literally cry when mickey waves at you because i yeah. do that um and and it's okay to have that be my stress relief there's nothing wrong with that
0: Yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with it and there's so many of us that are all in that same boat and disney lovers through and through yes there's, it's home and it sounds and like i roll my eyes every time i say it but i'm like it is it's where I've been going to Disney World because I'm from the East Coast. So I've been going to Disney World, like, at least once a year since I was three years old. And then living here and then having those passes and then being able to bring Kennedy and see how excited she got about it. And, I mean, that was it for me. I was like, "This this is really crazy. And it's, like, one of those things where I kick myself, where I was on my way down to Disneyland with her. Um, the first week of March, I had gotten her, I don't know if you remember, but the ink and paint series, they made a a Mickey that was just completely white canvas for the characters to sign. Mm -hmm. I'd gotten her one of those because I was in Disney world for the princess half marathon weekend a couple weeks before we were going to go down there. We were going to have all the characters sign it. And she threw a fit in the car and I don't want to go. I don't want to (laughs) go. And as a pass holder, you're like, well, if I can't go today, I can go another day. Yeah. I couldn't go. I have the stupid Mickey still in my garage waiting to be <laughs> signed. I know. And I'm like, you know, it's, I, I said this when I went back to, um, downtown Disney for the first time last August, where I was like, if I had known that, if I had known that Disney would be gone the next, like I would have Disney'd a lot harder. Yes. <laughs> right? Like if you had known yes. that there's no way to know, I would have Disneyed so much harder and so much, uh, stronger than, and enjoyed it and savored it more because as pass holders, you kind of lose that luster a little bit yeah. and You have the, hey I can come another time. But
1: you know, you have to enjoy every moment that you can when you're there. We had that moment too. We went about a week before with friends who had never been before or the, yeah, I don't think any of them had been before. So seeing it through their eyes was so fun. Yeah. And then when we heard they were closing, we're like, let's go the last day. And then we're like, no, we will be open in two more weeks. We'll be fine. And then I was like, no, it won't. So I'm yeah, with you. And I, I started going to Disney at six weeks old. I was born November, November 10th. We went New Year's Eve and it just can't get enough. So <laughs> it's in the blood. Well, I cannot wait for our Disney trip
0: together. We're going. <laughs> it's we're going. happening. It's happening. Yes. We're dragging Chrissy too. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Please. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right, girl. Well, we're going to wrap up, but tell me if there's anything else you have in the works that you can share with us.
1: Um... Ooh, okay. So I've just decided to, I want to share this. Um, I was bitten by, oh, I'll, I'll give a hint. I was, I loved this. This was so hard. I never wanted to quit more times than I did working on this. Even just something as stupid as picking out fonts. I was like, I can't look at another letter. <laughs> um, I loved it so much. I may be in the process of doing it all over again and I'll Fun. make another announcement on that end of this month. Fun. I think I guessed on one of your polls. You yep. probably did, and you were right. <laughs> all right.
0: I won't spill the beans. Um, okay. Well, listen, I cannot wait to see what more you have to come. Uh, when you do share the big news, I'll be sure to share it with everyone as well. Everyone, you can be sure to grab Kristen's book, Eat Real Food, on her website, KristensKitchen.com. I'm going to put that all in the show notes below. Holy crap, we just did our first episode. Yeah. <clears throat> Thank you all so much for watching. I will see you next time here on Casey's Corner. Maybe Oprah will be here next time. We'll find out. Yes, yes. Thanks, girl. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.